It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it's not even Wednesday, and I'm going to get really, really optimistic with you today about the Indianapolis Colts and about Anthony Richardson. This is what we're going to spend the next four months doing. We are going to talk about Anthony Richardson in a way and about the Colts in a way that's going to drive us toward believing they're going to win 10 games and they're going to the playoffs. It's going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. There's nothing we can do about it. That's the momentum of this thing, and that's where it's going to carry us. And I'm up for it. I'm in. Sign me up. May is for hope. June is for hope. July is for hope. August is for hope. Let's build some hope and have some fun. And then if it all comes crashing in on us in September, October, November, and December, you know what the hell with it. At least we had a good summer. At least we had a lot of hope in the summer, okay? We're going to talk about why a legitimate reason, in fact, several legitimate reasons that you can feel optimistic about the Indianapolis Colts. We're also going to talk about Denny Crum and the passing of one of the great coaches of the 70s and 80s, not 90s so much, but the 70s and 80s. Denny Crum was really, really good and part of this triumvirate in this area with, in Bloomington, Louisville, and Lexington that really drove the train for college basketball's explosion of popularity during that era. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson knows what to do with a plunger, with a monkey wrench, with a screwdriver, with some pipe. He can solder. He does it all. Whatever you need to do as a plumber, he does, and he does it better than anybody. Give him a call, 765-610-880. Wait, 610-8809, that's it. Hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. Your comment, question will be read, answered, etc. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Thursday night, the schedules are going to be released. We're going to find out when the Colts are going to play who. We know who the Colts are going to play already. That who is really, really important. The opponents for the Colts in the 2023 season were a combined 38 games under 500. That means that their overall record was, oh, give or take, 7 and 10. Between 7 and 10 and 8 and 9. All right? That's what they were. 
So that gives you reason for optimism as you evaluate the ability of the Colts to win games. So here they are, and we're also going to mention the starting quarterbacks for these teams and where they ranked in terms of QBR. What was their QBR? Where were they ranked? All right? And if you aren't optimistic by the end of this, I don't know what I can do for you. All right. First of all, we talk about the AFC South. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars twice, the Houston Texans twice, the Tennessee Titans twice. The Jaguars were 9-8 and eight last year. Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback, 54.4 or 54.5 was his QBR. That ranked 15th among NFL quarterbacks. The Houston Texans were 313-1. They've got C.J. Stroud now. C.J. Stroud is a rookie. He has no track record in the NFL. The Titans, 7-10. Ryan Tannehill, 49.1. He was 28th in QBR. That's six opponents for the Colts, all right? And with, with the Titans, it could be Will Levis, who's another rookie, has no tra- track record. They play these teams at home. The Browns, 7-10 and 10 with Deshaun uh, Watson, 38.3 QBR last year the, in just six starts, so he wasn't ranked. The Steelers, 9-8 and eight with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, 51.5, that was 19th. In QBR, the Saints seven and ten last year. Now Derek Carr, Derek Carr fifty five point five. That was fourteenth in the NFL. Uh, the Bucks eight and nine. Baker Mayfield is now the starting quarterback for the Bucks. Twenty four point five was his QBR. That was good for thirty third and last among quarterbacks in the NFL who were ranked by ProFootballReference.com. The Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, 54.3. He was 16th. The Rams, and by the way, they were 6-11. The Rams were 5-12. Matthew Stafford, 50.3. That's 22nd. Bengals, 12-4. Joe Burrow, 58.7. That was good for 10th. Falcons, 7-10. Desmond Ritter, he only had four starts. His QBR was 49.8. The Ravens, oh, by the way, Bengals, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, and Patriots, they play on the road. Uh, the Ravens, 10-7, and 7, Lamar Jackson, 59.1 was his QBR. That was good for ninth. That was the best among the NFL starters who are, return, or who are going to play for a Colts opponent this coming year. Ninth best. Top eight? They don't play a top eight. None of them. Colts don't play a one of the top eight in the NFL. Then you got the Panthers. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. They got Bryce Young. And they got Frank Reich. And they got the analytics kids, the analytics twins up in the booth. Strong go! Bright green! Woo! Oh, shoot. Yeah, I forgot. We got to run the play correctly. Uh, then we got the Patriots with Mac Jones, who was uh, 30th ranked in terms of QBR with a 36.2. The top eight, or top seven, we're not going to count Jacoby Brissett because he's not starting this year. He was eighth in QBR. Uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, Hertz, Goff, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones. Those are the top seven, and the Colts don't play any of them. Anthony Richardson could, even if 
like ninth and tenth. Okay, ninth and tenth, not too bad. But then the best you play is fourteenth. Could Anthony Richardson, in terms of QBR, be a guy who ranks in the top fourteen in QBR in two thousand twenty-three? He might be, he might not be, but he might be. We're not going to deny the possibility that that's where he winds up. Like I said, 38 games under 500. The coaching situation, much improved. You don't have Reich and then Saturday, you got Shane Steichen. What did Shane Steichen do with Jalen Hurts? Here's what he did. Jalen Hurts went year one, completion percentage is 61.3, year two, 66.5, yards per attempt, 7.3 to 8.0, TDs 16 to 22, interceptions 9 to 6, QBR 48.5 to 66.4, his passer rating went from 87.2, I know this is a lot of numbers, thanks for bearing with me, to 101.5, the Shane Steichen effect in year two. So even if in year one, Anthony Richardson craps the bet, year two, you're still thinking, we're going to see a significant uptick in what he can do with the football. And this is a guy who physically, we never seen a guy like this before. We've never seen a guy this toolsy. All right? We are, and I know it, we're head-screwing ourselves into optimism. This is exactly what happens, and this is exactly how it happens. We get into profootballreference.com, and we start rooting around and looking for numbers and looking for ways that fit our individual paradigms that require a little bit of hope in the offseason. You know who else is doing this? Texans fans are doing this. Texans fans are saying C.J. Stroud is the guy who is going to rejuvenate what has been for years a pathetic offense. And we're doing that here. We're even talking about guys, other draftees, Juju Brents. We don't know whether Juju Brents can play dead in the defensive secondary, but we're counting on him. He's long. Oh, well, four, five, three, forty. We're not worried about that. Are you kidding me? How about Josh Downs? Josh Downs with 195 catches his last two years at the University of North Carolina. He is dynamic. He is a great route runner. He catches anything. He's got a great catch radius for a guy who's 5'9 and a half. My God, how is he still on the board in round three? This is what we do, and we make no apologies for it. This is the ride we have signed up for, and this is the ride we are going to take. We're either going to wind up being really, really, and here's how you can tell. Here's how you're going to know that we've done this to ourselves. Because the over-under in terms of wins for this coming season is six and a half. I believe right now as we talk, the number will be seven. I think that the Colts are a good bet to win seven games. Seven and ten, that would show some progress. That would be not bad given four, twelve, and one. 4-12-1 is not good. You can't look at any position group of a 4-12-1 team and say, my God, like the, the defensive line, look at them. Okay, look at them. They're 4-12-1 too. It's not just the offensive line. This team came together in a miserable stew, a rancid stew that gave us indigestion and the runny poops. That's what we had with the Indianapolis Colts last year. The stew was rancid. This stew, 
all of a sudden we believe is going to be great? No, but it is going to be better. Richardson is going to be better than the mess that was there at quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy, that's going to be a wonderful upgrade, a wonderful lift to the offense. If Shaquille Leonard can come back healthy, that's a huge lift to the defense. If you can swap out Leonard, get Leonard in there for Okereke, you win that battle. And if you got a couple of long-ass cornerbacks who are really going to help you defend against the pass, while you can kind of like build a front seven to stop the run, that defense is going to be pretty good. Anyway, what I'm saying is it looks like seven wins to me right now. If in four months, right, right before the season begins, I'm saying nine, ten wins, could win the AFC South. You're going to know that I have mind-screwed myself into a level of optimism that the Colts should not be expected to attain or justify. That's what happens. That's the NFL offseason. That's the greatness of it. With a 162-game season like baseball, you can't make these kinds of preposterous claims. You don't go from winning four games to winning 110. You don't go from 40 to 110 wins. But in football, can you go from 4 to 11? We've seen that happen. So we can twist ourselves into the belief mode of, uh, hey, look. Hey, look me over. Lend me an ear. Fresh out of clover. Mortgage up to here. Don't pass the cake, folks. Don't pass the cup. Figure whenever you're down and out, the only way is up and out is what we do to ourselves. All right. Denny Crum passed away, and that makes me sad. It, it, it makes me sad. He was a really, really good coach. You had a period of time where when I was in New Albany, you had Bob Knight about an hour and a half north. You had Denny Crum in Louisville. And you had, chill, thank you. Appreciate it. Very nice of you. Love the stream. It's a beautiful day out. Go Colts. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous. Let's move around a little bit as we talk about Denny Crum. Denny Crum, just a, a really, really good guy and a good coach and a, uh, a, a decent human being who won a lot of games. And you also had Joby Hall in Lexington, who I'm not going to say was awesome because I'm not a, a Kentucky guy. But you know what? It wasn't all bad. And they won a national championship in 1978. And he had Indiana with Bob Knight. They won in uh, 76, 81, 87. So you had six national championships between those three coaches in a period of 12 years. Half the national championships were won by Joby Hall, Denny Crum, or Bob Knight. Bob Knight winning half of those. And, and to see Denny Crum pass away, that's kind of sad. He taught guys this. He taught people the game. He gave them the resources they needed to win. And he made sure they were playing their best basketball in March. And it happened all the time. Denny Crum, a terrific coach, a really, really good dude. And the University of Louisville is going to miss him. He died at the age of 86 today. He started having strokes like in 2017. He was fishing in Alaska, had a stroke, another stroke, and, and the second stroke, uh, a little bit debilitating. And so Denny Crum passed away today. And that, like, there was a foursome of great coaches in the state and in the area, Digger Phelps being the fourth. And, and to see those guys kind of matriculate into old age and, uh, and then now Denny Crum passing, 
Very, very sad. I think Joby Hall's passed away too, but I don't know. Bob Knight not doing great, and I don't think Digger Phelps is doing great. But uh, it was a great time in college basketball. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Early, 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 6.15 in the morning, we go live. you got to get up. People on the West Coast get up for this. So people on the East Coast here in Indiana, get your ass out of bed. 6.15 is nearly as early as 3.15. I think there's a difference of about three hours, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, uh, Sterling in the Morning on WGCL Radio and WGCLradio.com, Bloomington's Voice. Click to listen. We're there at 7.07, and we talk until about 9. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for the donations. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Go listen to Two Big Brains. Subscribe, like, all of that. Dan and I did that yesterday and just had a great time. It's all about having fun. If you're not having fun, what the hell are you doing? Am I right? Yeah, I'm right.